chapter number four, uh, Joshua chapter number four, and I sure do uh, appreciate uh, the opportunity to be able to stand before you tonight, and uh, I do not count it lightly. I told you, Pastor, I count it a great honor uh, that he would be absent and uh, still allow me to stand in this pulpit, and uh, I don't take that lightly at all. I do count that a great honor, and uh, I sure do appreciate this church and the folks that make it up. Y'all are always been a blessing to us, and uh, there's one thing about it, you always make us feel welcome. I sure do thank you for that, and appreciate that tonight. Amen. Boy, isn't it good to be in the house so long. Amen. Amen. Good to be saved. Uh, I don't usually do this uh, right when I get ready to preach, but I'm a little bit nervous tonight, so I thought y'all might enjoy this. Uh, there's an evangelist, and uh, he's preaching a revival meeting for a local pastor, and uh, he traveled out there with him, and when he got there... Uh, they enjoyed uh, bird hunting. Some men in his church always went bird hunting, so they took the evangelist with them. And uh, when they got there, the preacher said, now, you're not going to believe it. He said, uh, I've got one of my men in the church. He said, uh, he's raised these dogs. He's hunting dogs all of his life. And said, he's got this one dog. They call him Roy. He said, Roy knows how to count. And the evangelist said, you got to be kidding me. He said, no, I'm telling you, something to see. And uh, sure enough, they turned the dogs loose there. And old Roy, he run over there to a little old brush pile, and he, he sat down and just held up one paw. The evangelist said, well, what's that mean? The preacher said, it means there's one bird right there. And uh, so sure enough, they walked over to it and flushed it out. One bird flew up and they shot it. And about 10 minutes later, old Roy, he ran over to another brush pile, sat down on his backside and held up two paws. He said, well, what's that mean? He said, there's, there's two birds in that brush pile right there. Sure enough, one of them flushed it out and there went two, two birds and they shot at him. It went on about 10 minutes, and the evangelist said, Preacher said, I, I, this is a fluke. He said, I, I, I ain't believing this. He said, Y'all had to do this. Y'all set this up, made it look good. I mean, I, I just ain't falling for it. And uh, just a few minutes later, I mean, old Roy, he just took off running across the field over there, and he got a pretty good pile of grass there. And he, he kept looking around, looking around. And finally, he went over and he grabbed him a stick, and he just started playing with that stick, shaking his head back and forth. And uh, Vander said, all right, all right, tell me what that means. He said, son, I'm telling you, there's so many birds in that grass right there, you can't shake a stick at them. <laughs> so, I thought that was pretty good, amen. And, uh, that dog could count, all right? And so uh, I feel a little better. Somebody, somebody told me one time before, said, you get up and you got those butterflies. He said, if you can never get them in an eye formation, then you'll feel better. And that's what we're looking for tonight. If you have your Bible in Joshua chapter number four, uh, I'm, I'm really nervous tonight. I've used this passage of scripture in message before, uh, but I'll be honest with you, I've never preached this message uh, that I'm about to preach tonight, and that always makes me nervous, you know, the, the first run, you know, and uh, a lot of preachers, they'll, uh, they'll try to find something good, and they try to get God's okay on it if they're going to go somewhere and preach, but that's not the case. This is something different tonight, and I pray God to help us. Joshua chapter number four, if you found your place and you're able, if you will, stand with me, reverence to the reading of the word of God tonight. Again, I want to say, I think I count it a great honor to be able to stand before you tonight. Thank God for your pastor and his family. And uh, I know you know this. You've got a wonderful man of God. I thank God for him. I love him. One of our dearest friends, him and his whole family, our dearest friends in the ministry. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And we're excited about what the Lord is doing here at Calvary and uh, what he's going to do. Thank God for each one of you tonight. Joshua chapter number four, looking in verse number one. The Bible said, it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe a man, and command you them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, 
Out of the place where the, where the priest's feet stood firm, 12 stones, and you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the 12 men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe a man. Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder according unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. That, it may, uh, that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their father in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? That ye shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When, you pass, when it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded and took up 12 stones out of the midst of Jordan as the Lord spake unto Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel and carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged and laid them down there. Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests uh, which bear the ark of the covenant stood and they are there unto this day. I want you to go with me back to verse number six if you will. The Bible said that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what mean ye by these stones? And if I could title the message tonight, that's simply what it'd be, what mean ye by these stones? I'm glad what's taking place in our life today is not necessarily just for us, but it's also for a generation and a generation and a generation that'll come behind us. I'm glad what God does, he doesn't just do it for the present, but he does it also for the future. Amen. I'm glad God has things in, on his mind and people on his mind, things set out ahead of us that you and I may not see right now, but God knows exactly what he's doing. With the help of the Lord, I want to try to preach on that tonight. What mean ye by these stones? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we sure do love you tonight. Lord, we thank you for loving us. Thank you for being so good to us. Father, we thank you for your precious word. Lord, I realize tonight I stand where no man can stand alone. Father, I pray that you'd anoint us now. And I pray you'd get glory to yourself. Speak to the hearts and souls of your people. Lord, save that one that may be here lost and undone without the Lord. And draw Christians closer to you. We pray, Father, in Christ's name. Amen. You be seated. And may the Lord add a blessing uh, to the reading of the word tonight. <clears throat> I want you to notice now as we pick up here uh, in our uh, text tonight in Joshua chapter number four. I, I know you know this, but this is just uh, to kind of regulate to get to where we are tonight. Uh, Moses was the leader of the children of Israel. Uh, but we know the, the story. We know what our Bible says tonight that uh, Moses uh, disobeyed uh, uh, what the Lord had asked him to do. The Lord asked Moses uh, uh, to smite the rock that it might bring forth water for the children of Israel. And he did that and thus there came forth water. The second time the Lord asked Moses to speak to the rock. But yet Moses smote the rock the second time and uh, therefore Moses was not able uh, to be able to go in and possess uh, uh, the promised land. Now Joshua was going to be able to lead the children of Israel 
uh, into this promised land, but everybody knows uh, uh, the children of Israel didn't just do that by simple obedience. They wandered around the wilderness uh, uh, for 40 years after being set free uh, from bondage. And boy, I don't want to preach that message tonight, but uh, we're living in a world tonight that people have truly been set free from bondage, uh, uh, from the sin that had them bound, and uh, but yet they seem to be wandering around. They have no idea uh, what to do with their life or how to use their life uh, for the glory of God. They're just wandering around. I'll give you this small illustration. I'll get right into the message tonight. But uh, my dad used to be a bailiff for the courthouse there in Wilkes. And uh, he said, you would not believe how many times that uh, he had to go back and let the prisoners out to bring them into the courtroom. And uh, he said a lot of times they had shackles around their feet and shackles around their hands. And uh, just to kind of keep the process sped up pretty good, they had unshackled their feet and still leave their hands shackled. And he said, son, you wouldn't believe uh, how many people would walk down that hall going into that courtroom knowing the shackles were gone. They saw me take them off of them, but they'd still walk down that hall shuffling their feet simply because uh, they'd been in that state for such a long time they didn't even realize that they were free. And uh, boy, I tell you, as a child of God, I sure don't want to live my Christian life uh, uh, that way tonight. I'm glad I've been set free. Amen. Amen. Thank God the bonds and the bounds of sin have no longer have a hold on us. I'm glad we're not in this world just to wander around. Thank God we're pilgrims passing through and we got a better place to go. Amen. A lot of people get really uh, confused right here. And I'm no theologian tonight, but uh, Canaan land uh, is not glory land. They're totally different tonight. Glory land is that beautiful land you was just singing about. Uh, April's grandpa, we called him Poppy. He was my, other than my wife, he's my best friend on the face of this earth. That was his favorite song. Boy, uh, when they were singing a little while ago, and if he was here, I'd say this tonight, and if they're looking over the back of heaven uh, looking at us, you've heard people say that before. I don't believe they got anything to look back over here at tonight. Uh, but he would giggle at what I'm about to say. Y'all sang that a whole lot better than Poppy did, but I heard Poppy sing that many a times riding up the road in the car, and he was long for that land. You know why? Because he had a testimony and he shared it with me of the day that the Lord set him free. Yeah, man. I'm glad for Canaan land. Canaan land is a victorious Christian life. Boy, aren't you glad we live in victory tonight? I mean, the victory is ours. Christ has given us the victory. Now, we know tonight that Christ represents the rock. The reason Moses was unable uh, to enter into the Canaan land is simply this. Christ is only to be smitten one time. That took place before that he went to Calvary, gave his life at Calvary. But if we go to the book of Hebrews tonight, he don't enter in a second time. He entered in one time uh, to pay for the sins of the whole world. It's no longer by the blood of bulls and goats, but thank God, by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the lamb without blemish and without spot. I want to give you just a few things tonight because if you looked at it as we read the scripture, the Bible said here that the Lord comes to Joshua and said, I want you to choose out 12 men of the 12 tribes of Israel from each tribe of man. And I want them to go into Jordan just as soon as, or, or just the same place where the ark of the, uh, the priest's foot, when they're carrying that ark and 
where their feet stood. I want those men that you choose out. I want them to go in and take out every man a stone upon his shoulder. And I want to say tonight, uh, every burden we carry, we might not always be able to carry it in our pocket. It may be a burden tonight. Bible said to put it on your shoulder, but I promise you, if you'll carry that, uh, there's victory ahead. There is uh, Canaan land for the born again believer tonight. But notice what happens. Joshua chooses out these 12 men and has them to go in and bring out 12 stones. And then Joshua turns around and carries 12 stones right back in there where the feet of the priest stood. And the Bible said they're there under this day. What does all that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. That's what I come to talk to you about tonight. Amen. I want, to know, I want you to notice that. What mean ye by these stones? Now, I'm telling you, this is the first time I've ever preached this. Man, we've got a, a, a rock altar out behind the church, and it's got a, 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 a monumental uh, pulpit out there that uh, is made out of stone. And uh, or across the front of that, it says, what mean you by these stones? And uh, that's a place where men gather to pray uh, before services. But that's not what I want to preach on tonight. I want you to notice this. Watch what your Bible says as we look at this tonight. The Bible said in verse number three, and command you them saying, take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood Firm, 12 stones, and you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you, lodge, where you shall lodge this night. And Joshua called the 12 men whom he had prepared the children of Israel out of every tribe of man. And Joshua said to them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God under the midst of Jordan and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder according unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. And so can you imagine, and I don't know enough of you to do this, and I didn't ask anybody beforehand, so I won't embarrass you, and I've got girls. But if I could call some dad to come up tonight and bring his son with him, it'd be just like they're just journeying along one day. This is what I look at when I see the Bible here and watching and noticing this scripture. And that young boy sees some rocks laying over there beside it. You gotta understand now, these ain't little pea gravels, you know what I'm saying? These ain't little white rocks you just stick in your pocket and I mean these are stones that men carried out on their shoulder and he looks over there and I mean that boy Kenley catches hey there's a pretty good pile of stones over there and these ain't stones this young boy is going to be able to watch this this ain't stones this young boy is going to be able to go over there and play with but there's stones he's going to be able to stand on and he's going to be able to climb on and he asked his daddy he said hey daddy what's, what's all this mean right here why are these stones uh, just laying here, stacked up uh, on this side of Jordan. Uh, I want you to notice this. Uh, uh, they, uh, you got to understand these are the children of Israel that have been in bondage. These are the children of Israel that have wandered around the wilderness uh, uh, for 40 years. And can I say tonight, uh, uh, whenever they crossed over Jordan, uh, there's some things that changed uh, whenever we cross over Jordan. You agree with that tonight? I want to say these stones mean something tonight. Number one, some things change when we cross over. Would you not agree tonight that their appetite has changed? Matter of fact, you go back and read this. Now, this may be appealing to some of you, but if this is what you have to eat going back, you don't have to worry about me tonight. You got to understand they eat leeches and onions and garlic. Boy, I'm, I'm about sick talking about it. But notice this. Now, after they come out of bondage, then they had manna. They had manna in the, in the morning, manna in the evening. They had quail. 
I mean, think about that. Oh, but now in the land of milk and honey, hey, listen, they have fruit. Hey, listen, I'm talking about the Bible said figs and, and grapes. Matter of fact, they, the grapes are so big there. The Bible said that two men carried a cluster of them on a staff between the two of You know what else that's a picture of? It was in the time the Bible said of the first ripe fruits. You know what Calvary is? Calvary's a picture of a man that hung on the cross that you and I might be the first fruits. Oh yes, I'm glad for the victorious Christian life in the Lord Jesus Christ. My pastor, I don't know if any of you knew him or not, Philman Cheek was his name and uh, my pastor, he's probably the only uh, preacher that I know living uh, today. Uh, my pastor's not living, but any preacher I know that's living, most of them's either lost their hair or lost their mind, amen? But my preacher had that perfect hair. You know, it stood about that high up on his head and he parted it over to the side and every hair was in place. Even after the service, it was soaking wet, but brother, it was still in place. He was preaching one morning on the, on the grapes of Escron. Here's what he said. He said, I believe them grapes were so big that you could have took the hull off of one of them grapes and used it as a shire cap to swim through Jordan. Why'd he say that? Because the Bible said that two men carried one cluster between them on a staff. Boy, aren't you glad whenever you come out of bondage and you got set free, boy, aren't you glad tonight that your appetite changed? Hey, do you realize we can leave this place tonight and you can do anything you want to do? But I sure am glad there's just things for the born-again believer living in Canaan land tonight that we just don't want to do. Hey, man, I'll just be honest with you. You give me garlic or a cucumber I'll take the cucumber every time. Hey, man, you give me an onion or an apple. Hey, I'm going to take the apple every time. Boy, I'm thankful tonight for Canaan land. Amen. Amen. Not only that, but how about this? I believe you'd agree that their address changed. It didn't just change their appetite. It changed their location. Boy, aren't you glad you're not living in bondage anymore? Amen. Hey, I thank God for that. Matter of fact, my wife had no idea what I was preaching tonight. And on the way over here, she said, hey, I need to tell you, uh, Miss Ginger, that's one of our deacons' wife said, she was listening to the radio broadcast today and said, uh, they said all correspondence to 6035 Greenhorn Road. Guess what? I haven't been on Greenhorn Road in 15 years. That's my old address. I know exactly where it is, but guess what? If I was leaving here tonight going back home, that's not my home. I'm about to have a split. That's not my home any longer. I don't belong there anymore. Boy, I'm glad whenever we cross into Canaan land, thank God the address changes. We don't go to the same places we used to go. We don't hang around the same crowd that we used to hang around. I'm glad for a different appetite tonight. Oh, but thank God. I'm glad for an address change. Amen. Not only that, but would you agree with this? Their attitude changed. Amen. I mean, you got to understand that they went from living in bondage to being blessed. Amen. Hey, they, they quit eating what they was told to eat. Somebody ought to help me right there. They got to eat what they wanted to eat. Amen. Boy, ain't it, a good, ain't it a good day? Some of you young people ought to help me right here. Y'all eat 12 times a day. 
Some of young people want to help me right here. Boy, ain't it a good thing when you say, hey, uh, mom, what can I have to eat? And she said, anything. It's I said, hey, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, April said, uh, what's, I said, what's for supper? April said, are you getting hungry? She said, yes, what's for supper? She said, what would you like to have? We got three or four things to choose. Hallelujah. Amen. That didn't mean she fixed three or four things. We just got a choice. Hey, you got a choice whether you want to live burdened or blessed tonight. Hey, man, I, know, I know everybody ain't tiptoeing through the tulips tonight. I know every rose ain't blooming in your garden. I understand that tonight, but would you not agree with me? We're blessed beyond measure tonight. Got more than we ever. Can I just stop and call time out? God sure has been good to us tonight. Oh, far more than we ever deserve tonight. I'm talking about bless. Boy, I'm glad there's an appetite change. Amen. I'm glad there's an address change. Oh, but thank God there's an attitude change. Amen. You're still as sire as you always been. You might not be in Canaan. Amen. How about this tonight? Not only do some things change, but don't you notice this? There's some things that they carried with them when they went over. Now, it wasn't just that things changed, but there's some things they carried with them. When they went over. Would you not agree with me tonight? It ain't always been like this. This ain't always the life we've had. Amen. I don't want to give the devil any credit tonight and we ain't even going to try. But let's just, excuse me, let's just get real honest with ourselves and honest with God. It ain't always been like this tonight. Would you not agree with me on this? They're no longer slaves. But they're soldiers. Hey, there's a big difference tonight. Amen. Hey, if you'll, get, if you'll pay close attention, a soldier takes care of his uniform. A soldier takes care of his posture. A soldier looks right his own time. A soldier is excited about what he's doing. A slave only does what they do because that they're in bondage to do that. Boy, I'm glad some things changed tonight. You realize we don't have to do this. We don't have to be at church tonight. Thank God we get to be here. Amen. Amen. You want me to tell you what I loved about that choir singing? You didn't act like Brother Brandon's making you do it. You act like you enjoyed doing that. Amen. Hey, you know what I like about preaching tonight is knowing that I can't, but he can. That excites me. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, I'm glad tonight to know that there's some things, listen, that not only changed, but thank God there's some things God allowed us to carry with us. As we come over, amen. Now, if you'll notice, they didn't bring them stones from Egypt. They ain't stones that come from bondage. They some stones that came from where the man of God's foot stood, the priest stood. Where the Ark of the Covenant was, you realize the change that we have that we're carrying with us tonight come from Calvary. Amen. Hey, the goodness that we're basking in tonight, it didn't come from it didn't come from Egypt. Thank God it came from crossing over onto the victorious side tonight. I want you to see this. Not only are they no longer slaves or soldiers, but how about this? They're no longer wanderers, but worshipers. Boy, it's a good day in the life of a born-again believer when you quit wandering around, wondering why you're here, wondering why you're doing that, wondering why you're singing, wondering why you're preaching, wondering why you're part of the mess. It'd be real good when we just start worshiping. Hey, man, I, I don't understand it all. I can't figure it all out, but he sure is worthy of all of our worship tonight. Amen. 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 You know why a lot of people in that world we're living in today, you know why they... Just a little while ago, what we saw is 
singing and honoring the Lord and worshiping. You know what that's called in a lot of the contemporary movements taking place today? That's called a praise and a worship band or a praise band. You realize tonight there's a big difference in praise and worship. You see, when we start praising the Lord, if we're not careful, think about it. Every time you praise him, you're giving him thanks for something that he's just done. Worship is this. I'm gonna worship him and give him honor if he never does anything else just simply not because of what he's done for me, but because of who he is. Abraham said this. When he was asked to offer up Isaac, he told the men, he said, y'all stay right here. He said, me and the lads going yonder to worship and we will come again. You gotta understand something. Abraham wasn't going there excited about giving away his son Isaac. He knew that's what the Lord asked him to do. But my friend, he went to worship the Lord. Why? Because just as Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He's worthy of our worship tonight. Oh, but I guess what? I believe if we get our worship in line, our praise will follow. They went up on the mountain to worship, but I got reason to believe on the way down, there's praise. God, don't you know Isaac was thanking God for a ram that died in his place, amen? Amen, if you get to worshiping the Lord, you'll realize, you realize you got a whole lot to praise him for, amen? A lot of times our praise is only on the moment. Worship is on who he is, no matter what time it is, no matter what the moment may be. They went from slaves to soldiers, but how about this? They went from wanderers to worshipers. Hey, but notice this. They went from chast to conquerors, amen? I mean, they were chased. Oh, listen, they were punished, but now they're more than conquered. You know what happened about that land whenever they begin to spy it out? The Bible said there's men that come back. There's 12 of them that went over there to spy that land out. 10 of them come back and said, wait just a minute. They're bigger than we are. The walls is big. Hey, listen, we ain't nothing but grasshoppers. We's grasshoppers in their side. We're grasshoppers in our side. Yeah, there's there's milk and honey flowing over there. Yes, there's big old figs over there. I seen the cluster of grapes down there at Escrawl that they're talking about. I saw all that, but I'm telling you, we ain't nothing more than grasshoppers in their side. We're grasshoppers in our side. Boy, if we ain't careful, that's why we can't enjoy Canaan land. The victorious Christian life is because we see, hey, listen, that problem's bigger than I am. Hey, I can't handle this. I can't handle, hey, friend, it's a good day when you realize you can't do it, but God can do it. Hey, I'm telling you, here's what happened. They realize there's nothing more than grasshopper. But you know what old Joshua and Caleb said? It's way just me. It's just like the Lord promised it's going to be. It's just like it's just like we told it's going to be. We saw milk and honey flowing. We saw the figs. We saw the grapes. I'm telling you, it's just like it was told. Here's what happened. He said, let's go get it. It belongs to us. Let's go conquer it. Hey, let's don't sit around here and be chased anymore. Let's go get what belongs to us. Amen. Hey, Dad, what's all these stones made of here? Boy, don't you know there's a, there's a happy day in the life of a dad when he was able to look and say, son, let me tell you. Let me tell you what those are. Hey, listen, we'd wandered around the wilderness for 40 years. 
Hey, listen, and we and Moses had disobeyed the Lord. Oh, but the Lord sent us a conqueror. The Lord sent us a leader. And we was going to cross over Jordan. And whenever we got ready to cross over, Joshua looked out of the 12 tribes and he called a man out. He said, listen, I want you to go in there and take a stone under your shoulder and I want you to bring it over here. And son, that's what those stones are laying there. That's the day that we crossed over. Hey, listen, let me tell you, that's what these things mean. Amen. Boy, aren't you glad for the testimony that you can share with your children those coming behind you tonight. Then I want you to notice this. The strange thing is, is now that they've carried these things over. Here we are talking about, it ain't always been this way. What the Lord's allowed you and I to overcome and to become conquerors over. Those very things that one time had us bound. Thank God only because of God and his grace have we been able to conquer those things and overcome them. But then I want you to notice this. Whenever they crossed over tonight, and you notice those stones laying there and this son asking his dad, what mean you by these stones? I want you to notice this. Not only was there some things that changed when they went over. Not only was there some things they carried with them when they went over that they didn't have before. But would you not agree with this? Say some things that were covered whenever we came over. Amen. Matter of fact, the Bible said this. The Bible said Joshua took up those stones and placed them in Jordan. And they're there until this day. Now you go and read the story, read previous chapters. Here's what happened whenever they crossed over. They didn't have to go in there and dig down in the waters to find those rocks they took with them. The Lord parted the waters. They went in there on dry ground and took those rocks up and carried them out, placed them on the other side of Jordan. The Bible said that once they got over there, that before those waters, the banks of Jordan came back together, Joshua carried 12 stones back into the midst of Jordan. And whenever those waters came, they covered those stones, and the Bible said they're there unto this day. Now here's the good thing about it. Once you lay your burden down, boy, aren't you glad you don't have to pick it up again? Once you lay your burden down, you don't have to pick it up again. Here's what I like about it. They didn't carry burdens back over there in the Jordan. The man of God carried a Hallelujah. He carried a burden back over there in the Jordan. But notice this tonight. There's some things covered. Hey, listen, I want you to, know, I want you to notice this. They knew what was covered. Hey, man, can't you imagine this? Now, the son is excited about these 12 stones. Hey, listen, that are there on the bank. He's excited about that. But I got reason to believe there's a dad that might say something like this. Hey, son, put your floaties on. <laughs> Grab a hold of me. I want to show you something. And can you just see, Brother Brent, boy, if I had a, a daddy and a son up here, y'all probably run laps around this place. Can you just imagine daddy wading out there in the water? And you know what brought all this to my mind, this wading out there in the water? Is we had a baptism day down by the river. Y'all better thank God for your baptismal pool. Amen. I still got cold chills on me, amen? Here's what happened, brother. Rodney, can you imagine? You know what I had to do as a, as a pastor today? Is go out there and make sure I could find a spot. I mean, sacrifice myself. To go out there in the cold and find a spot that, hey, this is deep enough. This is wide enough for it to work. And along the way, you know, every now and again, I'd step on one of them stones. We had two young ladies being baptized today, so... 
I'd try to move it as I went through there. Got down there where it was a little bit softer for him to stand. And can you imagine this daddy going out there? And I mean, he, he knows what's been covered. You don't, have to, you don't have to give Satan any glory tonight. But anybody in here ever been born again, saved by the grace of God? And you know what's been covered in your life. Here's the opportunity to take his son over there. Go down. I mean, obviously it's going to happen. The Bible said they're there under this day and those stones are there for a memorial that when they come along, that means those that were not there are gonna come and see them there and they're gonna wanna know what it means. Boy, aren't you glad tonight that preacher ain't the only one that can tell our children what it means to be living in Canaan land. Can't you imagine that daddy gets out there he said, right here, son. Here, I want you to, I mean, can you just imagine him sitting and standing him, standing right here just a minute. You see that pile of rocks over there? That's what we carried out of Jordan. But son, right here where you're standing, that's what the man of God carried in Jordan. You know what that represents, son? That represents everything I was before I crossed over Jordan. Thank God's been put under the blood of the Lamb. And it's covered under this day. Hey Amen. Hey, listen, I'm not asking you to reminisce. It, it ain't never been the good old days. If you've been saved by the grace of God, you live in the best days of your life right now. Oh, but we ought to thank God. We know what's been covered in our lives. Amen. Not only that, I like this. Hey, not only did they know what was covered, they knew where it was covered. Hey man, hey, I, I, they've changed the carpet. They've remodeled the building where I got saved, Brother Brandon. Hey, but I'm telling you, probably within a three foot radius, I can still take you to the spot where it got covered. I know where it was covered. I know what was covered. Oh, I couldn't have victory tonight if it had not been covered tonight. Amen. I believe it. I was, we had a men's meeting yesterday morning. And I was talking to the men about, let's cut some wood. First Kings chapter number 17. And they asked the man of God to go with them. And they got over there and one was failing the beam. The Bible said he had a barred axe and the axe head fell off. And uh, he can give you a message, you can go preach on flying off the handle, amen. <laughs> but you know what the man of God said whenever this guy just went, he started going crazy. He said, he said, Elisha, Elisha, last it was barred, it's barred. You know what he said? Where fell it? Let's not get so torp about it. Where's the last time you had it? Where's the last place you had it? And he said, right there. And he said, here, let's take this beam right here and lay it over in the water and watch it flow. He, you know what he's saying? You know where it's at. You know where it's at? Pick it up and use it again. Hey, listen, here's why we ought to have victory tonight. There's no way you can be saved and not know you're saved. You know that you are, and you know where you got it at. Amen. Oh, we ought to be excited about that tonight. There's a lot of things in my life I may never remember. I remember getting married. I remember where it was at. I remember the date that it happened. Hey, guess what? I even remember who it was to. You know how I can easily remember all that? Because I have a good relationship with it. I spend a lot of time with her. Y'all ain't listening to me. I live with her. I go home with her. When I'm separated from her, I'm thinking about her. I know her telephone number. I know how to get a, y'all ain't listening to me. I know how to get a hold of her. Hey, can I say, listen, 
Those things on the bank are something to shout about. Oh, but let's not forget those things that were left behind that the Lord forgave us from. We can have victory tonight. Hey, if we'll just spend time with, I'm glad if you are saved, you'll know you are saved. You'll know who you're saved to. You'll know what you're saved from. You'll know where it took place at. Amen. Thank God. But can I say this tonight? They knew not only what was coming, they knew where it was coming. They knew when it was coming. This never took place until we crossed over Jordan. Hey, do you realize tonight there's a lot of things that the reason we're not having victory is because we're still trying to get these rocks to float that the Lord desires to be covered. You know how hard it is to keep a rock from sinking? It's just nature for it to want to sink. And do you know that once Christ forgives you something, it's just the spiritual nature for it to be gone. You have to fight against the Holy Spirit to keep it afloat tonight. Boy, that's shouting great. Aren't you glad tonight to know it's just the spiritual nature for what the Lord's forgiven you from to be covered tonight. You don't have to work. Hey, do you realize? I hope this will help you tonight. Do you realize if you've really been born again, saved by the grace of God, you're not a recovering anything. You've been forgiven, washed white as snow. Hey, listen, I'm not saying that the old man don't try to rise up. I'm not saying that there may not be a temptation that Satan will come again. But I'm saying tonight, if you've ever been saved, you might have used to have been a drunk. Oh, you might have used to have been an adulterer. You might have used to have been a fornicator. You might have used to have been a liar. But I can take you to the Bible tonight. And it says, such were some of you. But you've been washed. You've been sanctified. You've been justified. Thank God I know what he did. I know where he did it. Thank God I know when it took place in my life. Let me give you this and I'll be done. Not only do we see some things that changed when they crossed over, we should see some things they didn't have before that they was able to carry with them when they crossed over. We see the things that was covered but I want you to notice this tonight and I'm done. I want you to think of some things or notice some things that to consider when they crossed over. They've not always been in Canaan. Boy, don't you know that here's a dad giving an illustration. I'm just using that as an illustration. But here's a dad giving a definition. What mean you by these stones? He shared with him those that are laid outside of Jordan. He shared with him those that are covered in Jordan, where they're at, how it took place. But get this, Mom and Dad, this ought to help you right here. Our children don't ever have to know for themselves what's on the other side of Jordan. They don't ever have to live in, in Egypt tonight. Watch this. Not only did the Lord bring us over, the Lord allowed us, to have, allowed us to have children on this side of Jordan. 
Oh, hallelujah tonight. Hey, we want to say, hey, listen, don't ever tell those young people to sow their wild oats. Don't, please don't tell them that. They don't have to live that way. They don't ever have to know. They was born on this side of Jordan and they never have to know life in bondage tonight. Boy, there's some things we ought to consider. Hey, listen, you know why this is such a victorious Christian life? It's victorious because I got victory in it. It's, I'm just be honest with you. I, I only know myself, but I can tell you I live with her. I believe my wife's got victory in it. And can I tell you this? I believe we're raising girls that have no idea what Egypt's like. Oh, my, you talking about wanting to run a lap tonight. I'm glad my babies are not living in bondage tonight. Boy, there's some things to consider when you consider Canaan land tonight. Boy, you ought to consider the fact that it ain't always been this way. Boy, wouldn't it be a nice thing tonight for us to just get real with the Lord? Boy, wouldn't it be nice tonight to share what you've got here with others around us tonight that just need to really get excited about being set free by the grace of God? It's not always been... We've not always been in Canaan. But how about this? Not only have we not always been in Canaan, but we don't ever have to go back to Egypt. Hey, I can get excited tonight because this is a land we're living in that we've never been in before. Once you get victory, you don't ever have to go back anymore. You know the only thing better than being saved by the grace of God is knowing that you're saved by the grace of God. And you know the only thing better than wanting to live for the Lord is just deciding to live for the Lord. I know know that's really simple, but it's really true tonight. You would be be so surprised at just what little thing it is that's holding us back. My wife told me this. It's been several months ago now. She said, you know what, Brian? She said, I believe that most people sitting in the church that claim to be saved, they probably really are, that claim it. And there's a lot sitting on the church pew that just want to get mingled in, but they're not really claiming it. But most people that claim they're saved, they probably really are saved. And here's the thing. It's not that they live fornicating lives and adulterous lives. It's not that they live drunkard lives or dope addict lives. But it's just simple this. They don't live a victorious life. You know what helps me with my victory tonight? It's just reading the word of God. Be honest with you. We know everything going, going on on social media, but what do we know going on in the pages of the word of God tonight? I mean, we, we get excited over we, 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 people that we don't even know when we follow or they follow. We know what's going on in their life. We don't even know who they are. Matter of fact, if... if if I could say it like this and not get in a bunch of trouble, please don't beat me up. We're stalkers. We're following people don't even know that we're following and we know everything about them and we ain't even introduced ourselves to them yet. They don't even know who we are. Here's what I want to tell you tonight. If you know him, guess what? He knowed you long before you ever knowed him and he still wants something to do with you tonight. I'll just be honest with you. That's who I want as my friend. That's who I want to follow tonight. That's who I want following me. Hey, who else can God? Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Who else you know going to do that for you tonight? Amen. Amen. 
Boy, I'm talking about some things to consider. Notice this. It's not always been Canaan land. But it don't ever have to be Egypt anymore. Somebody come to the piano tonight. I'll give you this last one. I'll be done. I want to say this tonight. Here's something you can rejoice in. We'll be done tonight. There was a land beyond Egypt. It was called Canaan. It was a land full of milk and honey. For the born again believer tonight, that should be where we're living, in Canaan land, that victorious Christian life. But just as much as Brother Brandon is there was a land beyond Egypt called Canaan. There's a land beyond Canaan called Glory Land. There's a land beyond Canaan called heaven tonight. Hey, friend, I got good news for you. It, this is good, but it gets even better than this. Hey, living for the Lord, I've never had any regret. It has been a long journey. Oh, but thank God I've been blessed, and it gets better than this. There's a better day coming. There's another land, oh, that I have not seen and have not touched. A land tonight that the Lord has gone to prepare for those that are his tonight. There is a land beyond Canaan. He's playing softly on the piano tonight. I'm going to ask you to stand all across the house. I'm going to turn the service over to Brother Brandon right here in just a moment. I just want to give this part of the invitation tonight, and I'll get out of the way. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Please, nobody looking around. Standing all across the house. I wonder how many of God's people tonight would just say something similar to this. That's me tonight. I want to live that victorious Christian life. I'm not talking about just being born again, saved by the grace of God, but I want to live that victorious Christian life. I want my children to know about it. I want my spouse to know about it. That's exactly what I desire tonight. This altar's open. I wonder, we'll close out around the altar, have our brother Brandon sees fit. I wonder how many of God's people just want to gather around the altar tonight and say, that's me. That's exactly what I desire. That victorious Christian life tonight. That victorious. God bless these hearts moving tonight. Yes. Thank God. Yes. Amen. That's right. Yes, yes. Thank God. Hallelujah. Yes, that's right. their way to the altar this evening and there's still time for many others I like what brother Brian said living that victorious life you will not live it carrying those burdens there may be some here this evening that that it's time to stop carrying them and just bring them to the altar tonight and just lay them down don't pick them back up when you get up and go back to your seat. Casting all your care upon him because he cares for you.
whatever it is tonight, whatever God spoke to your heart about, make that move. Talk to the Lord, commune with Him.